Hello, I'm John Bates, and welcome to my podcast, Hope for Today, where I inspire to live with heavenly perspective and kingdom mindset. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Hope for Today. I'm so glad you're with me, and I believe this is going to be quite inspirational because today we're going to tell a story that is uh, gut-wrenchingly real, and it ends well. And all through this story, hope is weaved. And so I want to introduce my guest today, Theresa Lawson. Welcome, Theresa. Hi. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. And um, this is a, a powerful book. I just finished reading it, Beaten But Unbroken. Um, it's a fresh book, fresh off the presses, Reflections on My Journey of Grit, Survival, and Jesus. So you can get this book, Beaten But Unbroken. It's a great read at Amazon or ThresaLawson.com. In the description below, we have that. So this was a powerful story. Um, let, let's just kind of tell it. Uh, you were raised in a pastor's home right? and right. Um, here in the United States. And you, you met a young man. And what happened? So young and yeah. uh, naive, but met this good-looking young man, and we just fell in love and uh, got married. Um, although I, I did have some reservations, didn't listen to those mm -hmm. reservations, unfortunately. But anyway, we, we married. Didn't take long for the uh, marriage to take off on a bad note, and I realized that the home that I was now in uh, did not reflect in any way the home that I was raised in. Right. Um, many, many times I was um, thrown up against a wall or knocked out, and right. um, it was always my fault. I did something. <laughs> um, so a lot of um, traumatic, tumultuous experiences that um, really leave you looking inside and, and wondering what in the world have I done and what do I do to get out of this? Right. So that was... Um a hard five years in your life. So I'm going to fast forward and we're going to go back to the story. Mm -hmm. You're not bitter. No. Uh, you love Jesus. Oh, uh, yes. You were on a tour. We were together on a tour to Israel last year. You were nothing but delightful and kind and Thank happy. You. There was no, not any bitter words, no contention. Uh, when people go through the level of what you have gone through, uh, it's traumatizing. But sometimes it affects people's personalities sure. to the to the extent that they're bitter, right. they're the victim, they're angry. You went on to get an education, um, got your doctorate in nursing, nursing. Uh -huh. um, went on and got a degree, degree. in theology. <laughs> so uh, you didn't let that uh, horrible situation of five years stop you. No. How not? Because, uh, and that that's the whole whole purpose that I want everything. Uh, that comes because because life is going to deal some hard sure. hard knocks. I don't care who you are, you're not going to escape it. And and so the the longer we stay in that pity party, thinking why me, Lord, and why is this happening, and what have I done? Instead, um, let's embrace it. Let's mm -hmm. learn what we can from it. But more than anything, I want Jesus to be reflected in my life. And and so um, during these hard times. Where can I find Jesus, and what right. is He teaching me, and and how can I grow in it? You know, I, I do want to say that that you know when you when you've been physically abused, there's a lot of bruises, there's a lot of cuts, and 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 I've said this many times, but those heal 
-hmm. eventually those will heal. But to your point of not becoming bitter or angry, those emotional fragments, the ones of rejection, right. that's hard. The ones of bitterness and anger, and, and that's the ones that takes a little longer to heal. Right. Uh, you can't see those. Mm -hmm. And so there, and sometimes you can keep those inside and push down. But really what the Lord wants is to bring, bring that out and let's just, let's talk about it and, and let me, him, you know, talking to me, let me heal those places of woundedness. And I really think that's what God wants to do for women, for anyone, but, um, is to go to those places of woundedness. Right deep woundedness that you don't understand. And it, it hurts at such a sensitive level and let God begin to do a healing there. Then what you see is a reflection right. of Jesus. And, and it's not a reflection of your past. Right. When, when people see me, I don't want them to think, oh, there's the lady that was abused and there's the lady that you know went through homelessness. And But I want them to say, wow, there's an overcomer right. that right. allowed Jesus to work in her and through her. And, and the whole purpose you know, for even writing a book and telling the story is, I want others to see that there's hope. Mm -hmm. No matter what you're going through, Jesus is faithful. Yes. And there's hope. Yeah, there is. Well, I, I want to uh, probably help some people. Um, this is going out to many, many nations. You may know someone who's in an abusive marriage. You yourself may be in an abusive relationship. Um, so I want to I just dive deep here. It's in your book. Mm -hmm. But I wanted to ask you because I was curious. There were times when your ex-husband uh, beat you, mm -hmm. you know, knocked you out, right. uh, pulled a knife on you, right. and you thought it was over. What What is it like when the person that's supposed to be your caregiver knocks you out or comes at you with rage and you think you're going to die? What, what kind of things flash through your mind? Because I want to go somewhere with this. Yeah, so... Really, adrenaline is what's okay. kicking in at that time, and it's a survival mode. Okay. Um, so when you have either a gun, and so I had both. I mean, I had a, a gun pointed at me, and I've also had a knife pulled on me. And, and, and you know, when you're in that moment, it mm -hmm. is uh, the fight or flight. Right. And so it's survival, and you are doing everything you can to just survive. Right. Um, and then when it when it's all over, when when that episode has ended, then you're thinking it's it's almost a shock. Sure. You know what did I just endure? And then then I would start thinking, and what did I do to bring that on? Yeah. What could cause such wrath, such anger? Um, against me. Right. And so I always, you know, my deal is I would turn it inside and, and try to see what I did wrong. Right. And that's the, that's the tragedy of abuse, isn't it? Yes. It just keeps you down. Yeah. So if you know someone that is being physically abused or is abused, what would you speak to them right now? Can I just tell you, you don't deserve it. Oh, that's good. And you, that's good. you did nothing to cause them um, to, to lash out at you in anger. Um, 
And I also want to say to the women, especially that are listening, you're beautiful and you are wonderfully made in the image of God. And I can't tell you how much he loves you and he sees you right where you are. I promise you every night that I would lay down and I would be hurting from the wounds, but outside and inside, I want you to know that he saw me and he cared and he sees you and he cares. You're not going through this all alone. It may look like it. It may look like nobody cares and nobody hears your cries, but someone is listening and they do hear your cries and his name is Jesus. Hmm. That's powerful. Well, I want to ask you, that, that's helpful right there. I want to ask you a question. I doubt anybody's ever asked you. Um, <laughs> here's the question. Had those five years of your life never happened, how would you be different today? I have no idea. I may be a spoiled brat. I don't know. (laughs) I mean, because I really was raised in a wonderful uh, Christian home. Um, I I mean, I would like to think that I would still be, you know, the the dedicated Christian that, that I am, loving Jesus the way I do. But I really believe it was because of the depth of pain and the depth mm-hmm. of sorrow that I went through that caused me to go to a level in him I would have never reached. And this is mm-hmm. this makes me teary on this <laughs> because you get real intimate. I mean, when you're in those really, really hard times, there's an intimacy with Jesus yes. that you're not going to find on the mountain. And so, I mean, even the psalmist David, his most beautiful songs were penned when he was being chased, you know, and threatened. And and so I, I just, I find that because of what I went through, I am who I am today. And I have the deep love for Jesus and more of an understanding of him, I think, than I would have. I almost think I might be more shallow I think so. I think that, you know, as I was reading this book, and I know you, um, I'm I'm very sorry you went through this, of course. Thank you. I'm sorry for your children having to go through any of that. But at the same time, what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. Right. And it's obviously (laughs) really made you stronger. Uh, You chose not to die. Right. You know, you, you cried a lot. Right. You anguished a lot. You were raised like I was raised in a a strong pastor's home that divorce was not an option. Right. So you really didn't have a way out, right. so to speak. Right. Uh, no fault of anybody other than just the situation you were in. So there was a lot of hopelessness. Mm-hmm. How did you weave hope into that when you would be totally alone, thinking nobody understands, nobody cares, or they just want me to make this marriage work, and you knew it wasn't working? Mm-hmm. How did you muster up hope? How did you find hope? Probably worship. Okay. Had, had to be key for me. Um, I love music. I love singing. And so um, I was alone um, a lot. He was right. he was gone. Um, but one of the things that I would always do would uh, turn on some some type of music and I would sing. Hmm. And um, and it, and it was always exactly what I needed. And I would just begin to worship with um, the music that I was playing. And there was something about singing, something about worshiping that would just lift my spirits. And then um, it, it just lended itself to 
opening up the word and then the word was life. It was right. it was alive. It was living just like Hebrews 4 tells us. I mean, it was alive. And so then you get the word in you. And I mean, it buoyed my hope. And so it, it almost translated me out of whatever right. I was experiencing at that time. You're, you're just moved out of that moment into a moment with him. So I had some really wonderful encounters with Jesus because of that worship and then um, reading his word. And, and because that's, first of all, he's singing over me. And right. then second of all, he's speaking life to me where it just seems like death. And, and that is opposite of what some people do when they're when they're hurt or wounded you want to just kind of tuck away and 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 suck your wounds if you will and that's not healthy because then all you do is reflect on the pain and reflect on what they did and then you start thinking about what you want to do and how you want to retaliate and you know and then your mind gets all confused and there there's no healing in that there's no help in that, and there's definitely no hope in that. So. Well, you know, that's scriptural, what she's saying. Put on the garment of praise, surround yourself yeah. in praise, yeah. in exchange for the spirit of heaviness. It's hard to have both at the same right. time. When you really right. get into the presence of the Lord, the heaviness lifts. So I wouldn't ask you to do this, mm-hmm. but you're a singer. Is there <laughs> Was there a favorite song during that time that you would go back to or one that you um, can remember? It, it it just has to be, I know the master of the wind. Can you sing a little bit of that? I know the master of the wind. I know the maker of the, what is it? Rain. Rain. He can calm the storm, make the sun shine again. I know the master of the wind. Wow. Wow, that's beautiful. Thank you for singing that. That's, uh, yeah, that would yeah, bring you peace. You know, I like you. Y'all sing impromptu there. Yeah, we do. We do. Um, but, you know, that's that's when uh, God breaks through in those moments, oh, isn't it? Oh, yes. I mean, if you can sit probably in a puddle of tears and start singing that, mm-hmm. like it gets bigger than your small yeah. situation, yeah. which is everything. Yeah. I mean, the isolation you went through, I think, was probably the most damaging, what I, what I looked at. It's when you were in the little trailer by yourself and yeah. didn't have a way out right. and, you know, just no hope, uh, didn't know who to go to. Jesus was there with you. Yeah, absolutely. So I want to, I want to again, <laughs> plug this book, Beaten But Unbroken, powerful, because the end product is uh, outstanding. Um, a woman who loves God, loves her family. You've been married to Vance now for 40 mm-hmm. years. Right, right. Uh, have a wonderful marriage have a child with Vance mm-hmm. plus three other children. Mm-hmm. And um, I suppose they look to Vance as their father. Oh my, yes, yeah. he's he's a good man. Yeah. <laughs> God so, did good. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, it's fantastic. So regardless of where you're at today or a loved one that you thought, man, I don't, I don't know how they're going to make it out. I don't know what's going to happen. God's going to happen. Yes. God's going to happen because that's what he does. He does breakthroughs. And so don't give up. It may be your prayers that make the difference. Um, in the book, you talk about, I think it was your grandma that you called. Yes. And we're describing a friend's situation. <laughs> and she knew it was you. Yes. And grandma, yeah. grandma had been praying already. Then. Right. Um, right. Everybody had been praying. When grandma prays, right. 
it's Heavenless. over. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> so uh, Grandma's like, "This is you. We got. It. We're going to get you the help yeah. you need." Right. So uh, the help came. The deliverance came. Um, I'm not going to give away all the the secrets of the book because you're going to want to read this. But it's glorious. It's glorious what God has done. So, what caused you to write this book? Because this that's pretty. Yeah. You were very open. Yeah. You know, you yeah. put it all out there. Yeah. What caused you to be but, that candid, that real, that yeah. much of grit and survival <laughs> that comes out? Yeah. the 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 main purpose was I wanted people to see that God is faithful. I I cannot say that strong enough. God is faithful, irregardless of what you find um, yourself in. And so, you know, to write a book like this, it's, it's very hard. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, there, um, my ex-husband and I have um, reconciled as far as asking each other forgiveness. And right. so there's no hatred or animosity. So that had absolutely no bearing on writing the book. And that was actually one of the reasons I was a little hesitant to write the book. I did not in any way want to harm him or hurt him. Um, but I did want women to see that you don't have to stay down. You don't have to stay where you are, that there is hope Mm -hmm. and God is faithful through this. And so let him use this uh, circumstance to grow you into the woman of God that he has destined you to be. And if, if anyone can see hope and Jesus through these pages, then it's a success. Yeah. That's what I want. It, it's not so much that I want you to know that I was beaten and I was uh, even emotionally, you know, put down. But what I want you to see is Jesus was my buoy. Jesus was the one that uh, lifted me above that. And he wants to do the same thing for you. And I just can't tell you how in love with Jesus I am. Uh, he has um, become um, my best friend. And I know that I can trust him. He saw me at my absolute worst, and I can trust him. And and I want you to know that too. And so if you can get some hope from these pages, then um, I've been successful. <laughs> so if someone would have come up to you in year four of that marriage, because it was progressively getting worse, mm-hmm. more drugs involved, more alcohol, more dangerous, uh, and said, Teresa, it's okay. You're going to write a book about all this. What would you have thought? I would have probably laughed at him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and why? I agree, but why? Um, so when you're in that type of situation, mentally, you feel like I couldn't smush a bug. I mean, wow. uh, you know, you feel like you are the dumbest person on earth. You feel like no one likes you. You feel like you're incapable mm-hmm. of um, even putting a sentence together. And so for someone to tell me I would have written a book that would have been inconceivable because of my mentality. Got it. Got it. And who would want to listen to you? Exactly. Huh? Wow. Who am I? Right. They, yeah. So. There's some books out there and some people that are listening and watching. Now, she said something very key that she didn't write this book until forgiveness was extended. Mm-hmm. And I didn't pick up any animosity when I read the book. Thank you, Lord. I didn't pick up any retributions or I'm going to get back at him with this mm-hmm. book and tell how awful he was. You always brought it back to you and your decision to marry him. Mm-hmm. You know, and this, My choice. You, yes. you had that that 
thought at the beginning this probably isn't the best mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. made your choice. Then it got down to your choice was also beating you up. Yeah. And it was hard to, yeah, I'm giving away the book. But it was, <laughs> I mean, it's really a lot of conflict going mm-hmm. on in this book. Mm-hmm. Back and forth of what do I do? I got to stay. I got to make this work for the kids, for the family, for the everything. I think you gave 110%. I uh, hope so. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you did. <laughs> but out of it, something glorious came. So yeah, now, nice. thank you, instead of sitting on your story and saying, wow, that was bad. <laughs> and pretending yeah. that you got everything together your whole life, because who does? No. Everybody has a story. <laughs> Being brave enough to share your story. And really, to me, the people who are brave enough to tell their story just step up to the next level. Yes. It's promotion. Yeah, because it you, you enter into a new realm of authenticity that everybody wants, but most people are afraid to go there. Yeah. Because right. there's a fear of what are people going to think now? Did that ever come up when you're writing the book? What are people going to think of me? No, you kind of get over that after after, after everything so I've years. been through. Yeah. <laughs> after all of that is like, you know, this That's is good. this is what you get, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's refreshing. I think that's powerful. Well, you know, she's a person of hope. So if you want to reach out to her, maybe she's inspired you. Maybe you have a question for her. It's threesalawson.com. She'll get back to you. Yeah. Uh, she's here to help. She's about people. I mean, she's in the nursing profession. She's in ministry. Her whole life is about serving people. That's what this book, Beaten But Unbroken, is all about. So I just want to thank you for being you. guest today. To, uh, I, In fact, I want you to pray yeah. over anyone out there who's yeah. hurting. That Absolutely. They'll find yeah. the answer in God that they need. Yes. Well, Jesus, you know there's always the one that you have mm-hmm. handpicked that is to be watching um, today. And I'm so glad that you know their name. You've called them yes. by their name, even when they were in their mother's womb. That's how uh, intimate you are with them. And the one that is saying no one sees and no one cares, I pray that that message is resounding loud and clear in their heart today. And I'm asking in the name of Jesus that there would be freedom for women today, yes. that they do not have to stay in the bondage that they are in, but they can be free. And and even while they're walking through the freedom, they can find you so real, so close, mm-hmm. that they will not take another step by themselves, but every step will be with you. Thank you, Jesus, for this hope and for this confidence that we have. I so look forward to hearing from other believers, Lord that have been set free because of you. You came to set us free. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Teresa, while you were praying, uh, a name popped in my spirit. It's, it's either Julie or Julia. It could be a first or a second name. Uh, and she even said it. There's the one person watching. Yeah. So you're watching or someone close to you is watching. And right now you're like, that's her. Ah. It's either Julie or Amen. Julia that God has a way of escape Amen. and you're going to be used part of it. If you're watching and you're the one who needs to escape, find people of God right. that really love Jesus. Tell them your, tell their story, the story to them. Let them know. Don't keep it in secret. I think that's right. key, isn't that's it? it? You got to get Expose it out. Expose the enemy. Yeah, you got to get it out. Yeah. Well, thank you. I think yeah. we go on another hour. This is great. <laughs> thank you for being my thank guest you. today. Thank you for it. being part of hope for today. And again, beaten 
but unbroken. Uh, buy these, give them out. I think probably be good to have a stack of these. If you when you <laughs> run into women who are in trouble or abused, let them read this. Yeah. Uh, they may not be quite ready to to move, but this book will, I think, mm-hmm. start the process. Right. Right. Thanks so much. Love you guys. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Hope for Today with John Bates. Let us know your thoughts by leaving a review. You can subscribe and share these episodes wherever you listen. You can connect with John through Facebook, Instagram, and at johnbatesministries.com. Have a blessed day.